Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Jesse DePlante is here. Thank you for tuning in the broadcast today. We have a, a, a wonderful sermon entitled Vision is Self-Investment in Your Future, Part 1. Do you have a vision for your future? Everyone God's ever created has a vision, but you may not know what it is. Now, we are going to stay on this subject. We're going to do part one this week, part two next week, and part three after. I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed. Call a friend, tell them to turn that television on, get a pencil and paper. You're going to take some notes because you're going to find out why God sent you to this planet, what he has for you. And if you accept it, you are success going somewhere to succeed. Let's go into part one right now. Vision is self-investment in your future. The book of Habakkuk, or if you've been to Bible school, Habakkuk, however you want to call it. Chapter two, very familiar scripture. I like the old King James Version. Habakkuk had a problem because, you know, the nation of Israel wasn't doing right. And he didn't quite understand everything that was going on the way God was doing that. And the nation was in the death throes of everything. I mean, it was just really kind of rough, intolerable conditions and things. And God said, I'm going to use the Babylonians as a chastening rod to get these people straight. So in, in Habakkuk, Habakkuk, call it what you want, chapter 2, verse 1, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Verse 2, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. That's very important. And make it plain. In other words, don't make it homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological. Don't try to find, say something that nobody's ever heard before. See, because what's going to happen to you in your study, you're going to get into intellectual pride. I'm going to preach you something you ain't never heard before. Everybody wants revelation. I have no problem with that, see. But sometimes people don't want revelation for God's sake. They don't want people to say, man, this guy, something or this girl, something. Because they said something, you know. No, no, you just preach what the Lord said. Let me read that verse 2 again. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he that run may read it. In other words, it should be easy to understand even if you run it. Verse 3, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall not speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it. Everybody say, wait for it. We Americans, we don't like to wait on nothing. From the minute sin entered the earth, we've been waiting. Satan waiting for somebody to crush his head. Everything. Old Testament waiting for Jesus to be born. Waiting. It's a word that God uses quite often. And in that time of waiting is when you perfect yourself. You see what I'm saying? Let patience have its perfect work. He said, wait for it. I really love that. But at the end, it shall, it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. In other words, people say, what are you doing, brother Jesse? I said, I'm just waiting. Because you see, you have to understand that something's coming. God gave you a vision to invest in yourself and out of yourself will come what God wants done on this planet. So you got to understand, to understand what I'm going to say tonight, you have to have a high level of thought. To think like God, talk like God, smell like God, be like God. And don't be afraid of that word God. See, you're not God, but you're made in his image and his likeness. That's why Satan can recognize you. 
Because all his devils don't look like you. That's why the difference between you and angels, you look totally different than angels because you're made in the express image. The name of God is on Gabriel, on Michael. But the name of God is not on you. The name of God is in you. He made you family, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So let me say it again. Vision is self-investment in your future. Write this down if you're taking notes. Vision only comes to a devout thinker. You got to have high thoughts, high level of thought. To a devout thinker. Why? Because they will dare to look around and ask, what does this mean? See, when God began to tell me to do things, this building, he said, I want you to build it. I said, I've never built a building. So contractors can lie to me. I don't know. I mean, I've leased buildings, but I've never built one. So I, I, I was in a rock and a hard place. And God was so good and gracious. He said, I will guide you and I will send you the right person. So I just, I, I just stand, just stopped. And I had people say, what are you doing? I said, waiting. Because the vision's coming. And God sent me to Charles Green's church, who's now in heaven, in New Orleans East, which is about 40 minute drive from here. God said, go to Charles' church. I said, God, that's 45 minutes over there. He said, I know where it's at, so I told you to go. <laughs> he said, I, got you, I want you to say something to the church. And I said, but well, what you want me to say? He said, I'll tell you when you get there. So I had to wait on that. I had no idea. So I slipped in, in the back of the church, sat on the last pew. Somebody must have told him that me and Kathy were there. And he said, my God, Brother Jesse said, well, come up here and say a word. I thought to myself, huh? As I'm walking like this, I said, well, I ain't got nothing to say. I said, listen, I'm getting closer to the pulpit. You might want to tell me something, Jesus. <laughs> tell me something good. Mm -mm. I, I had nothing to say. He ain't said a word. I'm walking. So I get to the pulpit, and when I walk like this, he said, just do whatever the Lord tell you to do, Brother Jesse. I said, y'all need to change the name of this church. Charles just looked at me. It was called Faith Church. I said, to Faith Paid Off Church. That hit like a, I mean, bam. And they paid that church off, what, nine months? And then the Lord said, because you have done this, you will meet your contractor today. I said, oh, okay. So <laughs> he's such a wonderful man, Charles, and his wonderful wife. He said, listen, we got some finger foods in the back. Would you mind come back there and we talk a little bit and we have a few finger foods? So I said, okay. So I went back, we're sitting there. And we're just talking. And Michael is his son, Michael Green, you probably know him, you know what I mean? And uh, he introduced me to a lot of people. And what's her name, Laura? Laura. And Ray. Yeah, Ray. And uh, he said, this is Ray Chronic. He said, uh, Michael is married to his daughter. I said, oh, how you doing, Ray? He said, fine, how you doing? I just never seen him before in my life, didn't know him. Never thought nothing. I said, Ray, what, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm retired. I said, you're retired? He said, yeah. He said, I, I was a contractor. I was a builder. He's built some very huge churches in America. I said, you're not retired no more. I said, you're going to work for me Monday. He just looked at me. He said, what? I said, God sent me here. You're my contractor. He goes, watch my eyes. He goes, I said, don't look at her. Don't you look at your wife. You look at me. You, see, you, you, you demand and you command. I said, you're going to work for me. You're going to build this ministry. I need you. He said, Laura. I said, don't look at her. He said, he closed his eyes. He said, Laura, I'm going back to work. We built this. 
I didn't say, I never signed a contract. You know, you could, this is millions and millions of dollars worth of stuff. And he would have been held liable for that. I said, my word's my bond, I'll pay you. You just give me a, he said, you gonna pay it cash? I said, yeah, he didn't know how much money I had. I didn't tell it, because I didn't have it all. But I knew God did. And I knew where God lived and where his bank account was. So we started. Vision is self-investment in your future. I had to be a devout thinker. I had to go up a high level. And I said, Ray? And he said he'd never seen faith work like that. And it took us four years of solid building. Now I want everybody to look around here. And if you look at the exit sign way over there, and look at the exit way over here, notice there's no center post. That's a long stretch where there's no, what they call that, support beams. Well, what happened is they made a mistake. Now, you've heard me tell this story before. So the architect said, but Jesse, we made a mistake. The engineer said, we've got to put support beams, so we're going to have a, maybe a support beam down this hall. But have you ever been at a church when you've got to look around them? That's aggravating, isn't it? Now, look how long this is. This, this is a stretch. He said, then we're going to have to put another one. I said, I don't want that. Now, we're standing in this slab. And you know, Ray hired people, I don't know where he got them from, out of jail. And they just show up, you know. You just don't know we don't. And uh, I said, Ray, now architect, sir, sir, I'm sorry, but just, just the way it's got to be. I said, everybody come here. Get, get the guys off the steel upstairs and get them all down here. So here they come. I got to walk over here. Watch this. I ain't never built a building in my life. I got about to right here. I'm getting out the light a little bit, but, but that's fine. I'll just come right here. So watch this. I said, God's going to tell us how to do this. Now, look, wait, wait, look that way. Okay, now look at me. Look this way. All the way to the corner. There's not a support beam here. They said, Brother Jesse. I said, God's going to speak to someone. I said, give me a circle. Now, these people are not saved. Ray is. So this guy, I mean, to get it all right, this guy said, let, let me put my cigarette down. Hang on a second. <laughs> so we're standing right here. Now, ain't no pews here. And I said, now, God's going to speak to somebody and tell us how to fix this. So Ray's looking at me like, okay. The architect says, okay. And this old boy must have got out of jail. He's half lit up, you know. He's been smoking. I mean, I mean. I said, Jesus. And when I did that, it shook the whole circle. <laughs> I said, God, I don't want support beams in your building. Now, you got to tell us how to do this. Now, Lord, speak in Jesus' name. I said it that loud. Amen. And then I looked at him. I said, what did he say? <laughs> Rego, he, he ain't said nothing to me. <laughs> I look at the, uh, the architect. What was his name? I can't remember his name. Bill? Argus. Argus, yeah. He said, uh, he ain't said nothing to me. <laughs> and the guy that spoke, and he says, what do y'all think about this? And I saw Ray and everybody said, shut up, boy. <laughs> he said, you know, if you do this and you do that, and the architect goes, and Ray goes, I looked at that boy. I said, God just spoke to you, boy. He went, wow, man. Wow, man. And we don't have a sport, man. 
God will use people you never thought. An unconscious obedience of an unbeliever. And we don't have any, we don't need support. And you're totally safe. Vision only comes to a devout thinker because they were there to look around and ask, what does that mean? In other words, I said, I don't want that. So I had to ask. I had to have a high level of thought. I didn't want that. And they told me I didn't have to have it. I don't want to pay for your mistakes. And that guy, he was something. He said, you know, he said, I heard something, but, you know, I, I smoke a lot of dope. I hear a lot of things. You know. I, I, I don't know. I said, well, young man, God spoke to you. He said, that's good, isn't it? I said, yeah. He said, how much is worth to God? <laughs> he, he, wanted, he wanted a few dollars. <laughs> he said, man, I said, don't go buy no drugs. He said, I said, don't you lie to me. <laughs> he said, okay. We didn't see him anymore. <laughs> I mean, he'd come back to work the next day. I guess he bought some drugs or something. We've had people show up on this lot with their Bible out like this. And I said, can I help you? He said, my name is Moses. I said, you Moses? Yeah. He said, I've came to finish the Bible. <laughs> Am I telling the truth? Now, this is before they got this land, this land back there. They got alligators back there. He said, I'm going to go back there. And I said, son, alligators love stupid people. <laughs> and you're going to become lunch if you mess with this son. <laughs> I said, Moses ain't going to have time to write the law. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> We've had some, uh, you wouldn't believe it. But just I'm trying to get this vision to work. Write this down. A short vision of your vision will produce a false view of it. So do you know the end from the beginning? A short vision, a short view of your vision will produce a false view of it. So God never finishes his work in the dark. I knew exactly what I was told to do, what God told me to do, and I'm going to do it. And then I told him I would do it under budget. This is worth about $27 million now, total. I said, I'm going to bill it for $7 million. Ray looked at me and went, uh, but Jesse, I've been doing this 40 years, 44 years. He came in, you got, you got to tie him off. This, this kind of carpet stuff here, this is at the Ritz-Carlton stuff. This is over 20, what, 24 years old, 25? This, it looks like the day it was put there. When you're buying expenses, I said, I don't care. I said, we're going to do it for under, we're going to do it for $7 million. The architect said, well, that just can't be done. I said, well, you know, it will. And I'm the 800-pound gorilla, and that's the way it's going to work. We finished it out at $6,746,000. And they went me, and the architect and Ray said, I ain't never seen faith like this in my life. See, I, was, I had a self-investment in my future to what God wanted done. See, a lot of times, the people that really know what they're doing, they have a short view of what you want, which produces a false view. God never finishes work in the dark. See, vision is the chief condition of illumination. See, vision is the chief condition of illumination and purity. It's the best medium to revelation. So when you tell me I can't do something, you just told me I could. Let me say it again. Vision is the chief condition of illumination and purity. It's the best medium to revelation. So when I was talking to the airport, I said, I have a revelation for you. So I use godly terms when I do business. I'll put on a blue stripe pin suit, you know, you know, if you're going to a bank. I don't borrow money. I hadn't borrowed no money. I've been debt-free since 1982, so I have no concept of debt whatsoever at all. None, zero, you know. And, uh, uh, and, and, but I realized, I said, I need an illumination of a revelation to finish what you want me to do. 
And people say, well, what does it cost? That's not my job to pay for it. It's my job to believe for it. Ray did not know how much I had. I had $1.2 million. They thought I had the whole amount. But you see, faith, you, you got to walk by faith and not by sight. I love Paul Croucher's definition of faith. He said, go as far as you can, as far as you possibly can, and take one more step. And that's faith. Isn't that a good definition? Paul Crouch said that. He's in heaven. A short view of your vision would produce a false view of it. God never finishes the work in the dark. Why? Because vision is the chief condition of illumination and purity. It's the best medium to revelation. So I'm believing God for 14 satellites, seven low orbit, seven high orbit. I know all the money on it. Cost $6 billion to do all that. People say, well, that's just impossible. No, it's not. You just don't have an illumination of the revelation that I'm talking about. You see, the problem is you ain't ready for me. I don't mean that sound angry. You're just not ready for me. I, I was preaching in Florida the other day, and the lady gave a nice note. I said, I want you to believe for the hundredfold. She goes, I said, you're not ready for me. I turned around and walked off. I don't mean that in a rude sense. You're just not ready for me. Now, Jesus did the same thing. He said, oh, Jerusalem, how would I love to gather you like a hen gets his chick, but you just wouldn't. So you're not ready for me. Paul the apostle said, I came to preach you some meat, but, you know, I got to give you milk because you ain't ready for me. That's not arrogance and cockiness. That's confidence in the church. You're just not ready for me. She just looked at me. I said, you're just not ready. I'm sorry. I don't cast pearl before swine. I said, I ain't calling you a pig. I said, I ain't calling you a pig, but you're just not ready for me. And that's what delays people receiving because they're not ready for you. So not that they're mad at you. They're just not ready for you. You see, they don't understand the self-investment of the vision of what God wants you to do. When he wants you to do it, where he wants you to do it, and how he wants you to do it. See, that is supreme revelation. See, vision is the chief condition of illumination and purity. It's the best medium to revelation. So they said, you can't do that. When you tell me that, you just told me I could. So, I said, now where's that $6 billion? And I flew to New York and went to Smith and Wolinsky's hedge fund operators. Ladies and gentlemen, I had the $6 billion on the table. My leg was shaking under the table. Good God, we're ready to do this thing. They said, we're ready. I showed them the plan. These are investors. I said, the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. I said, we're going to put it on. Anybody want to be on television worldwide, it won't cost them a dime. And the heathen world is going to pay for it. I said, in your first year, and I gave them the financial stuff, will be $3 billion profit. And you'll get all your money back plus and make money. I said, they've got one stipulation. And they said, what? They love the plan. George, you should have seen that. I mean, these people are smart when it comes to money. I mean, these are smart people. They're not stupid, you know. I said, you can't sell it. It can never be sold. I want that done ever. Because I don't like partners paying for something and then somebody else takes over something just to sell the stuff. That's not right. That's God's business. That stopped it. They went, oh, no, no. See, what they want to do is like Netflix. Get a Netflix, build it up to 60, 70 billion, and then sell it. It's called a golden parachute. Fly home. I said, no, no. This is for God. So no one can ever take the gospel off the airwaves, ever. Well, they couldn't handle that. And the Lord said, get up and leave. I said, Jesus, there's $6 billion on the table. Jesus, $6 billion. He said, I know. I said, let me spell it for you. B-I-L-L-I-O-N. There's $6 billion sitting here. He said, leave. 
So I said, gentlemen, I'll paraphrase it. You're not ready for me. And I walked away and I was mad. I said, I did everything you told me to do. They got $6 billion on that table over there. He said, that's nothing. I said, it's big to me. Seven low orbit, seven high orbit. I thought it was a dead deal. And Frank, I was in Smith Orlinsky's in Manhattan, you know. And I thought, well, eight years passed, and all of a sudden I got a phone call. They tried to do it and couldn't. Elon Musk tried it too. It's right here. I know what to do with this. And they said, we tried this thing. And I got a phone call about a couple, three months. He said, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't forgot what you said. We tried to do this thing. I said, I said, well, I said, it's a God-related thought. And all you think is money-related thoughts. I'm not interested in the money part of it. What I'm interested in is getting this gospel preached to the world so I, so I can get out of here. <laughs> well, the Bible said when the gospel preached to the world, the end shall come. I'll get out of here. Every one of you have a vision. Everything you see was once a vision of someone or a dream. I hope you enjoyed today's message. I preached this at last year's Visionary Conference. Listen, God is calling you to do something great, and it's time to make it happen. That's why you have to be here for this year's Visionary Conference. It starts Thursday, July the 13th at 7 p.m., Friday morning, July the 14th at 10 a.m., and then Friday night at 7 p.m. Everyone is welcome. The food is great in New Orleans. Registration and admission are totally free. God gave you a vision to invest in yourself. And I want you to come and receive what you need to bring your vision to pass. Well, how do I know all this information? Go to JDM.org for all the details. You will be blessed by it. Partners, I can't thank you enough for what you've done. 47 years of preaching this gospel, we have never had a financial deficit. Why? Well, first thing, I learned something that Jesus never had one neither. And he said, go do the work that I do. And he said, be you there for imitators of God as dear children. So I said, okay. Everyone said, no, you're going to have that. But Jesus didn't. And Jesus said, I could walk like he walked. That's what he said. So I decided to believe it. And in 47 years, have never had a financial deficit. I hope you become a partner today if you're not a partner. And if you'd like to be one, you can go to JDM.org, get all that information. You'll be blessed by it. It will minister to you. The hundredfold anointing is on me, ladies and gentlemen. It is on me. And I want this anointing of increase to come upon you. I've been debt free since 1982. It's time for you to be like that. You understand what I'm saying? That's God's glorious word. And I thank you, partners. Nothing too small and nothing too big. We're believing God for some big things around here. I mean, I don't think the Lord knows how old I'm getting. He don't care. <laughs> he says, go do this work, and I just do it. So thank you for helping me today. We've asked the Lord for every dollar given to our ministry to give us a soul into the kingdom. And that's what it's all about. So be a partner today, okay? I have my new book, The Hidden Help. I, it's our July product offered to you. Are you curious about God's ministry and spirits? I'm talking about angels. I know you're going to enjoy this book. I'm telling you, people that have got it have sent so many comments that, man, we learned some wonderful things about angels, but we also love the, the encounters that you've had with them. And the Bible said you've entertained angels unaware. 
think about that. You probably have talked to an angel and did not know it. How do I get the book? Go to JDM.org and get your copy today. You will be blessed. It will bless you and minister greatly to you. Once again, partners, I can't thank you enough. I hope we say thank you enough. I tell Kathy, I say, you know, we pray for you every day. And I mean that you will never go a day without prayer. Why? Because of what you do for this ministry. Your faithful financial support is so vitally important to reach people, change lives one soul at a time. And me and Kathy are partners to this ministry too. We will never ask you to do something that we don't do. But I, as I said earlier, I want this anointing of increase to come upon you. You deserve it and you need it, don't you? Yes, you do. Find out who you are. Now make sure and tune in next week for part two of vision is self-investment in your future. I'm telling you, I know you enjoyed part one. Part two is better, and then part three is better. Then you get to come to the visionary conference and you'll be blessed by it. This is Jesse the Planet saying we love you. We really do. May God richly bless you and everything you do, let it prosper. In Jesus' mighty name, bye-bye. Did you know angels are real and many of them are here today? God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation, and The Hidden Help is always here for you. Order your copy today at jdm.org. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, our July partner offer is entitled The Big Payoff. It's going to set your faith on fire as you get ready for a tsunami of spiritual, physical, and financial blessings. There's a wealth in the sea of human life, and it's all for you. It's entitled The Big Payoff. Go to JDM.org and get that copy. You're going to be blessed, man, and get ready to receive from God. Australia, we've been to Europe, just preaching the gospel everywhere. Just, just going all over, preaching the gospel. Jesus! And how can they hear lest they have a preacher? the world forget the words of God. And the only way they're going to do that is with voices and people like me and you. That's why I'm on television all the time. That's why I'm trying to get as much television time as I can. Not so many more people can see who I am, but I am interested in building God's kingdom to such a degree that the world will see who he really is. Come on, it's time. Are you thinking like God? If God told you to build a ministry, or God told you to build a business, are you thinking those thoughts to such a degree that there's only one word in your life and it's called 
success. Going somewhere to succeed.